Hello, my friends, and welcome to a very late edition of A Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, October the 5th, wherever you are, um, however you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace, God's goodness, uh, not just for the rest of this day, but for Wednesday, when many of you may be listening to this. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, breaking open God's word with me today. For those of you who are stumbling on this for the first time, hey, welcome. So glad you're here. My name is Joe Zenk. I am a lay Catholic minister uh, in the Diocese of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I My ministerial position here in the diocese is pastoral leader. I uh, minister and serve at three semi-rural, uh, rural and towns, uh, you know, again, however you want to define it, uh, but uh, at the southern end of the Diocese of Green Bay, uh, Saints Peter and Paul in Kiel, Holy Rosary in New Holstein and St. Anne in St. Anna. It's a blessing to be able to do so. And every day, Monday through Friday anyway, I uh, read uh, mostly the gospel. Sometimes I go to the first reading, but mostly been uh, just breaking open the gospel. And sometimes I go long, like yesterday's, and sometimes uh, might be a little more brief. I'm making no promises because I generally break them. But today's gospel is brief. And uh, and for those of you again here for the first time, hey, uh, always, 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 the, the if the gospel takes you in a different way than what I'm going to talk about, you listen to the Holy Spirit and go where the Spirit's inviting you because this, the gospel <clears throat> is the word of God, always the, uh, the, the greater of anything going on here. So let's break open God's word. We continue through Luke chapter 10. We just finished uh, Jesus when he talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan yesterday, right? And I uh, was talking with a scholar of the law who wanted to justify himself in that gorgeous parable. Well, today he's going to do a little bit of traveling, and it's also another story. Uh, Jesus doesn't tell one, but he's part of one that we know very well. So Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. Jesus had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So it's interesting, I uh, read this today, and, and I always do a little bit of, of background reading before, um, and one of the ones I did today, I read in my research, compared this story to Jesus's telling of the, the story, the parable of the prodigal son, which we're going to get to, but that's Luke 15, right? And it's interesting because he said, listen, Martha, 
you know, is clearly the older of the two. She was the one who went out to welcome Jesus. That would be the, the responsibility of the older person. And, uh, and she's the one who's doing all the serving and, and really kind of, you know, there's a part of us that it's like, hey, man, Martha's not being treated fair here. Mary should be doing a little bit of this work too. And she's just sitting with Jesus, you know, kind of not dissimilar to the younger brother who goes off and spends things, you know, uh, nilly, willy, willy, nilly, that willy, nilly, how about we go that way? And um, on, on destitute living and comes back and gets all the attention. And the older brother's like, hey, man, that's not fair. And Martha's like, hey, Jesus, this isn't fair. Interesting parallels. I, I have no idea if, if the, the author of Luke intended that or not, but first time I've ever put that, well, I didn't put it together, they did, and the first time I've ever contemplated that. So worth, worth pondering anyway. Um, just a couple points today that I want to make. Um, the first is, you know what? Both carry some of the goodness here. They really do. Both do. Um, so Jesus is going out. We know this is the home of Lazarus, Lazarus, right? Lazarus, Mary, Martha. Great friends of his. So he's in Bethany. And, uh, and listen, Martha, you know, we may say, oh, darn, Martha, come on, get over it. I don't know that I haven't been unlike Martha a number of times. Just ask, you know, my sister, those of you who know Eileen next door. I'm sure she could tell you plenty. But, um, I mean, so Martha goes out and welcomes Christ and says, listen, you are welcome here. Regardless of whether it's the older person's responsibility or not, there's still goodness in that, in going out to welcome, that, that seeks this, this visitor out and says, there is a place of welcome here, and, and invites Jesus in. And Mary sits at his feet, listening, which, by the way, again, just cultural issues of the day, it would only have been the men uh, because that was the place for the men to sit at the feet, to, to, to sit around, to in, enter into whatever those teachings are and dialogue with Jesus about that. And so not only is Mary presuming that role of disciple, Jesus is allowing that to happen. All right, so that's where the interplay happens. And again, just, it just shows Jesus is willing to break those boundaries, brothers and sisters, um, because what was more important then I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm throwing this, my opinion against the wall. Uh, if it doesn't stick for you, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't take it in. But it just makes sense to me that, that one of the things we're, we're being led to in this gospel is, again, Jesus breaking these boundaries down, that love, that becoming disciple, that, that connecting with Jesus Christ is more important than rules that divide. That just seems to make sense here. And I think we can get caught up in our modern day rules that we have in place, be that in our churches or be that in our, our homes or be that in our, our, our uh, not, not only familial relationships, but our friendships, be that in whatever's going on, that sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll put rules or tradition or something over that connection. And Jesus says, stop. The connecting point is far more important. Being connected and, and coming to know, and I don't just mean in the head, I mean in the heart, knowing me and being present to and with me. Um, 
here's really kind of the crux of this matter, right? We, we celebrated uh, the Feast of St. Therese last week. If memory serves, it was last Friday. And, uh, and she was a Carmelite. And uh, one of the, maybe even the creed, but I'm not smart enough in my Carmelite history to know this, but it's ora et labora, right? Prayer and work. That was how a Carmelite ordered their day. They were either praying or they were working. And when that, I know that's true of the Benedictines, when the three o'clock prayer goes off, whatever you're working, whether you may be in the middle of something, you simply stop it and you go off to prayer and pray in community. And I suspect that's similar to the Carmelite order. Well, and, and what Therese did, right, was, and, and Bridgie, I think, reminded us of this yesterday, uh, do small things with great love. And maybe it was Molly. I can't remember which one of us that I'm reminded. But do small things with great love. And, and here we see Martha serving, which is, a, is an act of goodness, to welcome someone and want to show them our love through this service. But do we get wrapped up in the service and lose the love in the midst of it? And that seems to be where Martha took the wrong turn here. There's nothing wrong, and we know that, with welcoming Christ, and, and we would say with welcoming the stranger, with welcoming the, the family member, with welcoming the friend, with welcoming the homeless, with welcoming the parishioner, with welcoming the coworker. There's nothing wrong with welcoming these people into our home and serving them as an act of love. If you've never read the five love languages, I urge you to do that. Gary Chapman wrote a wonderful book, and I believe his theory is correct, and it's an easy, quick read, but essentially it's this. We say, I love you to people, or we express our love in one of five ways. You know, whether that's gifts or words, simply saying, I love you, or touch, or quality time and spending it with them, or acts of service. Martha seems to be an acts of service person, and that's how she's saying, I love you. However, she forgot the intent behind it. She's getting angry, not at Jesus. She's getting angry, not at the others she's serving. She's getting angry at her sister, who, by the way, how is her sister Mary showing love? By intimate quality time. And both are okay, as long as both understand that this is what love looks like in this context. But it's not okay that Martha is saying, hey, this person who's saying I love you in this quality time should be over here doing acts of service. Any more than Martha should be complaining, saying, hey, I'm, I, Jesus, can you, can you tell Martha to come over here and sit? Brothers and sisters, we say I love you and we receive I love you in ways unique to us but we have to make sure our hearts are pure in the middle of that. And, and Martha may be doing a small thing, but I think she lost the great love behind it that Therese points us to. And I know I can do that in so many ways. I mean, in our work, goodness sakes, I minister at three Catholic parishes, and sometimes I can get so overwhelmed with my work and so busy with whatever is going on at the day, that I get angry or I get irritated or frustrated when somebody calls me or somebody shows up in my office, when they're the very thing that I am there to serve, those people. And I miss it. 
and I become Martha. Brothers and sisters, I think, you know, both and here is the correct answer. It's not either or. It's not which one chose better. I mean, Jesus may say she's chosen the better part because clearly, I, I think she's one, being true to who she is, and true, I think, she, and secondly, she's doing it out of, out of the intent and the, and the beauty of her heart. Brothers and sisters, there is a time we need to sit at the feet of Jesus and simply listen, whether that's in, in uh, receiving the Eucharist, whether that is in receiving the Word of God, whether that is spending time in adoration, that, brothers and sisters, we need to simply go before our God and, and, and let everything else, let life be what it is. It's almost a Sabbath moment. That one of the beauties of Sabbath is simply saying, the world can go on without me for this day or for this next hour or for this next afternoon. I'm not that important. And it reminds me who is God and who is not God. And Mary's taken a Sabbath moment here. Brothers and sisters, if we don't have moments of Sabbath in every part of our day, boy, oh boy, I'm going to invite us to correct that. And I look at me, too. I look at me, too. When is that prayer time? When is that moment of stillness? Just to be and allow our God to love us, allow our God to be present within us, allow our God to speak to us, allow our heart to speak to God. We need to be merry. But you know what? If all we did was stay at the feet, mm, that's not good either. Because first and foremost, we connect with Christ. But in connecting with Christ, that's the vertical apse, right? That's the vertical part of the cross. But if, and, and any time we connect with Christ, I believe the horizontal, horizontal part of the cross is coming because it, it's going to lead us to connect with others. Sitting with Christ, brothers and sisters, as Mary is doing, is the better part because Anything we do that, that, that leads to a Martha part, that leads to that work, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out of love then, and it's going to lead toward others. It's going to lead toward service. It has to. It has to. Because if it stays simply between me and Jesus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you, and you can challenge me, that our faith isn't authentic at that point. Then it's just me chasing feeling, wanting to be warm and cuddly, and, and frankly, I'm, I'm going to say it, I'm going to be selfish. It, it, we're being selfish because we're keeping that love of God simply to ourselves. That's not what it's about. It's about prayer and work. Work and prayer. Martha's doing the work, but she's forgetting why. She's forgetting what it's about. Mary's doing the prayer. And if this story went on, I'd hope we'd see Mary doing the work. And maybe Martha sitting at the feet. Because we need both. We need both. You know, there's that wonderful parable. And I mention it a lot because it's one of my favorites. Where Jesus says, listen, you know, the, uh, the, the rich man wanted to have a wedding feast for his, uh, for his son. And he sends out and says, hey, the, the banquet is prepared. Go out and get the guests. And the servants go out. And the one says, hey, I, I just bought some cattle you know, some oxen, pray hold me, excuse. One says, hey, I just, I just bought some land. I'm going to, I'm going to observe it. Uh, you know, pray hold me, excused. One says, hey, I just got married. I got to go attend to that. Pray hold me, excuse. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing wrong with getting married or buying land or, or business opportunities. We need to do it. We need to do it. All those things are good and holy and part of our lives. But if, if, if we get too busy to sit at the feet of Jesus, 
We miss the banquet. We miss the wedding feast. And we can never, ever be too busy to, to connect with our God and connect with one another. You know, I, I mean, and poor example, but I'm going to use it. Um, if what we're doing, let's say our job is so busy that we miss out on the dinners and the special intimate moments with our families, is that worth that work that we're doing? Because those are the precious commodity. And how many families have, have been broken up because I wanted to buy them everything. I wanted to give them everything I didn't have growing up. So I got caught up in my work. And you know what really is, is happening? Is our families want our presence. And our God wants our presence. That's what being intimate, intimacy is about. It's opening up our heart. It's where heart speaks to heart as Cardinal John Newman, John Henry Cardinal Newman said, right? It's where we, we open up our heart and are vulnerable with our God and our God with us so we can go be vulnerable with one another. Listen, Mary and Martha both carry half the truth. I wish the story went on and we saw the, the roles reversed, but let's make sure what we're doing, that love language out of which we're speaking, let's make sure it's pure. Let's make sure it's not about us and, and we lose the intent behind it. Uh, because services that we can serve and say, I love you, and it's beautiful. And we can sp spend quality time uh, with another person, and it's beautiful. But when we forget the core of why we're doing, and we lose ourselves in the midst of it, I think we lose God, and we lose our connection with not only ourselves, but with others. And that's something, my friends, that we cannot afford to lose. Let's pray. So we continue through our luminous mysteries today, my friends. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you on this wonderful Tuesday. And uh, I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word again together tomorrow. God's peace.